For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Ladies Talking Leafs. I'm Chris. I'm Syl. And we're going to start off the show today uh, with some memories because this week is when the final game at Maple Leaf Gardens was played. Um, We're recording this on Monday, so it's happy Valentine's Day, Leafs Nation. But um, yesterday, February 13th, 1999, the final game was played at Maple Leaf Gardens. And we moved to our brand new shiny building at the Air Canada Centre on February 20th, 1999. So this week was a whole week of celebration um, and sadness a little bit leaving the gardens in 1999. But what's a what's a memory or something you miss from the garden, Sill? Okay, so I was thinking about this and there's a few things that uh, I'm reminded of. Uh, the first one uh, was actually uh, just a memory of being in the stands and I had bumped into a you know family friend actually a guy I had a big crush on at the time and uh, you know I was we were just you know talking and saying you know how how where'd you get the tickets and, and then he of course said so did your dad get you these tickets and I was really taken aback by that. And I remember it at the time being kind of upset because we had gotten the tickets together, you and I. So it was had nothing to do with, you know, my dad doing this for me or another man <laughs> getting me these tickets. And I remember being really offended by that. And that's something that, you know, comes up often for us ladies who like hockey and the Leafs, unfortunately. And that's just something... And basically, there was no no crush no, after that. It kind of <laughs> diminished, <laughs> kind yes. of fizzled out. Yes. So that's something that I remember. Um, and you know, because at the time we were going to the games as as much as we could, and um, so and and we were really proud of the fact that we were doing this. You know, two women together and enjoying it. Right. So, oh, and sure. uh, another yeah. one is kind of a funny memory. Um, you know, right now, you know, people are pretty spoiled by all the technology and, you know, the fancy <laughs> scoreboard and all the HD and the graphics. But back in the day, uh, the scoreboard we had, which I, I think was kind of cutting edge at the time because it did have some visual displays yeah. and stuff, I had all kinds of these cheesy um, things that they would put out there like, you know, um, hot dog and uh what was the other yeah. one that you remembered do it again yeah the one i remembered yeah. yes do it again <laughs> and so there was this one one game that we went to we happened to be able to sneak my brother in uh with us which is something that there's no way you could do today but back in the day there was kind of ways around some of these things and um we were sitting in the reds 
at the end of the game, it, it was another bad loss in 1992 and the place had cleared out pretty much and there was hardly anybody left there. And we just were, you know, yelling all of these things at the <laughs> scoreboard like hot dog or have another hot dog and uh, do it again. And yeah. It just was funny. And we were it laughing hilarious. too. I do remember that moment. Yes. yes. Yeah. We were laughing with tears That's with your right. brother. And so then one um, we... hockey moment, you know, because obviously there was a lot of moments, you know, in the playoffs uh, with the 90, 93, 94 teams. Uh, but uh, a memory that I have of Matt Sundin, uh, who it's his birthday today. So happy birthday, Matt. Um was, you know, he was never a very demonstrative guy on the ice as far as, you know, not big sellies, nothing, nothing special. You know, he just was so used to scoring, he would just score and, you know, he'd have a big smile, but that was about it. But um, I just remember the game when Wendell Clark came back for the first time, because of course, they were traded for each other. And Wendell got a huge ovation, because of course, we all love Wendell Clark still do. And um, after he scored, he basically ran into the boards and and slammed the glass behind the the net. And I'll I'll never forget that because that's probably the most emotion that I think I've ever really seen him show on the ice. Yeah, yeah, no, I remember that, and they even showed it on the. I remember on the yeah. replays afterwards or whatever when he was had both hands up mm-hmm. and like banging the glass. There's this is Matt's, um, and Matt's birthday was yesterday. Oh, was yesterday? Was oh right, thirteenth. Yes, that's right. Yes, yes, yeah. So, uh, but happy birthday to Matt's, and we wish yeah, I should remember that thirteen, thirteen, thirteen. Yeah, today today's actually going to back to today for a minute is uh, Peter Morazic. Oh, birthday. happy birthday! So happy birthday to mm-hmm. Peter Morazic. Yeah, yeah. No, I I remember that the yeah that was fun in 1992 with your with your brother there. <laughs> <laughs> Do it again. Well, we we tried <laughs> to make um, it as fun as possible, given that the it was not yeah. a very nice uh, situation on the ice at the time. So, but. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, for me, I mean, I had a couple that were, it was kind of fun. We used to get free Diet Coke. Mm. <laughs> Syl and I at the at the gardens, we had our a couple of friends that worked in the in behind, uh, I guess, at the concession stand. Steve was yeah. the one guy. I don't know uh, what, I forget the other guy's name. I think it was Mike. But anyways, but they used sure. to give us free Diet Coke. No, I don't know. Yeah. But, um, and then, uh, so we used to get free Diet Coke. So, and even though it was, much less expensive. I'm sure there, it only cost okay. them five cents. <laughs> it probably yeah. only cost them five cents. And, um, yeah. So free Diet Coke. And then uh, me and Silly used to always go to Pizza Hut or quite often, not always, I shouldn't say that, but we used to, in our youth, we could afford to go to pizza or we could afford on our, how should I say this? It wasn't obviously healthy food, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. So we used to go to Pizza Hut at the corner of Young and uh, Young and Carlton. Carlton. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was getting mixed up with church. So yeah, but uh so that was fun. We always had our same pizza that we had there and um but we don't have any p- good pizza places around Scotiabank Arena now. So that's why I always I always think of that. And then for a hockey moment, it's kind of strange. Yesterday I was trying to think of it and I mean, obviously every there was lots of moments during the playoffs of the 93 uh playoffs and the 94 playoffs. Um but during the regular season, February 13th, 1993, which was the anniversary of yesterday, Doug Gilmore tied the franchise record with six assists versus Minnesota North Stars. Um, and he tied Babe Pratt for the uh, most assists, I guess, in, in one game as, as a Leaf. And that I just remember we were like 
counting the or like the the crowd mm-hmm. there at the gardens was just so excited about it, and we were just wondering if he would break it. He tied it. He mm-hmm. didn't break it, but um, yeah, that was one moment that I, that I might, remember might have been, uh, being there. Maybe we would, maybe that was the day that we were yelling at Tenorti. Tenorti, you stink when he was leaving the ice. That's <laughs> true too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so now we're gonna we're gonna move on to the Air Canada Center and Scotiabank Arena now as for memories because that's where we were moving to. Um, but uh, what was your memory from Air Canada Center or Scotiabank Arena? So um, again, there's obviously some memories, you know, from playoffs and things like that. We've talked about you know some of the cool things that happen, you know, when we are in the playoffs. Uh, but my be- my memory actually is a bittersweet one. Um, I just remember. Uh, when we reacquired Doug Gilmore, and I just remember being so excited to see him on the ice again, uh, playing for our team, and then him getting injured very early on in the game and it being career ending. And I just remember being totally gutted uh, and just so, just so sad for, for him and obviously for us as fans, because I think a lot of us were so excited to see him back playing with our team. Um, so that's definitely yeah. one yeah, of mine. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I guess I have a couple, the one, I guess for the building itself is the, um, uh, the air Canada center. They used right now, I think, I think it's a, it's a private bar. Yeah, I think right it's, now. I it's Drake's it. club. It's Drake yeah. or yeah. <laughs> is it? Okay. And, but before that it was a, a most fans probably remember it was a museum and I just think it would be cool if they had, uh, it was cool to have, I mean, maybe at the start for the start of it, it was, it was kind of fun. They had like a little mini dressing room thing and, and it had like memorabilia stuff from, um, from the gardens. And like, they had a book there that when I guess the last game at Maple Leaf Gardens, we signed the book to say that we were there and they had it there on display in this museum as to where that book is now, who knows. But um, anyways, I thought that was kind of cool. It'd be cool now because they could actually, uh, if they had something like that, they could actually put in like Raptor stuff, given that they've got a championship Mm -hmm. there and everything. They could kind of divide it with different memories of for both teams. But anyways, that doesn't exist. And then the moment, I guess, was in the 2002 playoffs um, when basically Matt's ruined it by coming back after injuring, he broke his wrist and um, he came back. But I mean, I just remember it, that team before he came back with Gary Roberts and Alan McCauley, mm-hmm. I don't know, they gelled somehow. And then I, I think we talked about this in a previous show too. When Mads came back, it's almost like they just thought, oh, well, let him do everything now mm-hmm. sort of thing. And um, yeah, they it it just didn't work out. We ended up losing to Carolina in the conference finals that year in 2002. So yeah. But um, anyhow, so those are our memories of this week. And we have some pictures on social media if you want to check them out on Instagram um, and Facebook. And just another quick note about our big accomplishment of 5,000 downloads. Uh, Thanks to Joe. Yes. And thanks to Joe Bowen, uh, Voice of the Leafs, for giving our show a shout out on Twitter, congratulating us. And we've definitely come a long way from our first episode in September 2019, and we want to keep it going. To do that, we need you, our listeners, to keep on listening and subscribing to our podcast. And please leave us a review. Subscribers to Apple and Spotify can leave a comment or just even just a rating on our show. Yeah. Um, so you don't actually have to write anything. You can just click to say it. Say we're five star. Right. Five of course. star. <laughs> and um, 
Yeah. And it doesn't take long at all. And it helps get our show noticed as a source for leaf content. That's right. So another way uh, to help us out is by visiting our Ko-fi page at ko-fi.com. You can follow us there. And if you choose to, you can support us by buying us a coffee. Any donation you give us goes towards helping us produce the show and making it even better for you because, you know, we are just a two-woman operation here. So for the link to our Kofi page, uh, you can find it on our show notes or any of our social media profile pages. So our Kofi page has a gallery of different uh, photos from when we started the, the podcast and includes pictures from our personal experiences at Maple Leaf Gardens. So check it out. All right. So with that, um, let's get into our show. And of course, we're going to start off with the good, the bad and the ugly. Then we're going to roll the Ladies Talking Leafs highlight reel and we will end off with our third period segment. So without any further ado, let's talk Leafs. The good, the bad, the ugly. So, um, I'm started off. I actually, I don't know. It's been. Uh, I couldn't find a player to go with for the good, <laughs> like an individual player. So I thought, why don't we? Not that they've been playing horrible or anything, but I thought, why don't we just go for the overall team stat record that I've noticed? Um, I guess on Hockey Night in Canada and on Sportsnet, they've been. Um, I guess putting out some stats about the, about the team, and it's quite impressive actually what we've what the Leafs have done uh, to this point of the season. The faceoff win percentage is first in the league. Basically, it's fifty five point nine percent. That's as of yesterday, of February thirteenth. Um, our power play is still first at thirty point five percent. Penalty kill is fifth, which is not so bad. It's eighty four point one. Um, our point percentage in the league is, is at 700, sixth in the league, which that's used. Um, it's actually could come in useful being that the standings are always so tight. Um, it's used if two teams are equal in points and the team with the higher point percentage uh, will rank higher. Um, so that could come into effect if they're, if we're tied. Um, yeah. And points in total, the projected points for this team, if we keep going as we're going, is 111. 111 points that we would end up at the end of the regular season, which our record actually is from 2017-18. The franchise record is 105 points. So if we can surpass that, like that would be, (laughs) that would be great. So yeah, I just think, I think it's good to highlight this um, to say that um, our team stats are, um, are, are really good. And, and despite the last couple of games first getting goalied basically in Calgary and, uh, in Vancouver, like you gotta, you gotta look at the whole picture with the team. But, uh, yeah. So, um, what oh, do you definitely, think so? um, obviously yeah. like they're, they're doing great. And it's, I don't know, I guess it, it, because of the way it is, you know, in the fan base, it, I don't know, like, shouldn't we be celebrating this more? I guess because we're, are we just so used to them, you know, being so efficient yeah. during the regular season? Um, I don't know, but. Yeah, but you got to think though, last year it was the Canadian division. Like we're still doing this. You know, and like they didn't with, give that Canadian division the, any credit because they said, oh yeah, it was just no. not a good division. But if you look at the teams yeah. that are doing really well now, like Calgary's no slouch. 
either. Vancouver is coming yeah. on. Um, Winnipeg is still doing great. So, you know, and even Ottawa yeah. is, is yeah, no. you know, making improvements. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's really... Yeah. Amazing what they're doing. It's something and that's they're they're so yeah, efficient something. looking, you know? Uh, yeah. the the power play is is incredible how they've managed to figure that out. And I just hope that they can manage to keep that, you know, rolling, adapting, evolving offense yeah. going in the playoffs. Um but yeah, it's yeah. it's pretty impressive. Yeah, so so the, let's hope they can keep it up for the second yeah, and half. And that and that face off win percentage obviously is is key because of uh is like I mean you obviously want to have the puck when you hundred percent right? so that's so the, that that's the key that to actually it all. leads nicely as a segue to yes, my um my good which <laughs> yeah. is John Tavares um interestingly if you just look at his stats over these last five games that they they don't actually look all that great um he's like a, a minus six um yeah I think he's he doesn't have that many points either. I think it might be like four points. He actually, yes, he actually does though. He has four points and four assists in the last three yeah. games. I was actually shocked that you picked him as a good, but anyways, yeah. continue. So, but I mean, he's not, <laughs> he's not really standing out. However, he yeah. is standing out in different ways and he's um, really, I think being a great captain right now because he is very much in the supporting role right now. And first of all, that pass that he had um, the other day for Matthew's goal, um, that was oh, yeah. absolutely yeah, that incredible. Was phenomenal. Uh, but beyond that, you know, you're talking about the power play percentage. He's a huge, huge reason for that because he's averaging over those five games, well over 50%. So, that is a huge, huge key. And he is doing things in the background that I think are really um, kind of influencing the game in a positive direction for us. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I, because like I said, I was actually surprised that you picked him because I was like, what the hell is, is him and uh, and Nylander, what are they doing? Like they needed to pick it up a notch. Then I started looking at some of the stats and I did see JT was in face-off percentage. He's third in the league at 61.2%. So that's not mm -hmm. too shabby. Um, and uh, yeah, so, and I was, I always wonder, I know Bergeron is hurt now, but I always wonder how that guy, he's like amazing at, like he must cheat on the draws or something. I don't know. He's always on top when it yeah. comes to Patrice Bergeron. But actually, but, um, now that you, it's funny that you mentioned him because I was thinking of who Tavares sort of reminds me of right now, and it's and it's Bergeron. Yeah, because Bergeron never has like the most points. He's you know, but he he does yeah. all the other little things that are so important for you to win. And the other part of it too yeah. with Tavares is that he's, you know, becoming, you know, we, we talked about him at the beginning of the season, how we wanted him to be more of a captain. And I think we're starting to see that evolution, even with, you know, the way he came out and spoke out about the incident with racism um, in the ECHL. And I, I, and that was not prompted by any media and I think, and even, right. You know, he's been given props for that, but I don't think he did it for that. I think there's there's an evolution happening in that dressing room, and this is a meaningful um, thing for him. 
and for the team. And I think that that spoke volumes to that he's willing to speak out about these things now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. All right. So moving on to the yes. bad. Um, so the bad for me is the salary cap. It's basically the reason why we had to go with the 11 forwards and seven defensemen versus Calgary last week. Um, I guess with Wayne Simmons was healthy, but not available because he was uh, attending the birth of his child, which is very important. Obviously, his name is, it reminds me of the Italian island. Capri. Oh, that's a cool name. It's her name. Congratulations so, to him. Yeah, Capri. And his wife. So congratulations to Simmer and um, our Scarborough boy, second one. <laughs> and um, But anyways, we couldn't, this, that salary cap, basically, because obviously he was, a, he was healthy, but his, obviously his salary still goes against our cap. Um, and that game, I mean, not that we were bad or anything, but having that type of combination of 11 forward 7d it just the players they lose their rhythm basically and we even got again i think we got it the last time we played like with that kind of lineup with the 7d we got the bench minor for too many mm-hmm. men um <laughs> and i think we got that but also the cap situation is just it's it's making it's going to definitely make it more challenging for dubis um to make the deal at the deadline everybody is saying with the defense um our lovely favorite person there, Justin Hall, um, and uh, and Travis Dermot are the two that um, personally I like Dermot overhaul right now. But um, those are the two that have been uh, I guess mentioned in, in trade rumors. And but you really with the cap situation, um, like it, it's going to be hard for Dubis to do anything really. And we don't want him, or I don't want him personally to be trading. Picks. No, I know. And the last, the last three seasons, we've traded our first round picks. So 2019, 20, and 21, we had no first round pick. They're all gone. Yeah, because and the cupboards. The first it's one. Not even was, just that. Like there's other later round picks too that we don't have. Like I think we only have three this yeah. year, and it's uh, the cupboards are pretty yeah. bare when it comes to that. I know that they're going to go all in, and if they have to, they're going to throw that in. But you know. Uh, the, we're recording to, on the Monday right now, so the 14th, and basically that Toffoli trade just came down. I couldn't believe yeah, yeah. how much I know. they gave up to get him. They gave up. I know. That seemed like yeah, an awful lot I think lot that was me, ridiculous. But I think, yeah. yeah, yeah, picks right now are because of the whole salary cap situation is really what that's all anybody has as far as um, commodities. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. And um, so I don't know. I just I I just don't I just hope Dubis doesn't um, because of the cap situation. I know we're going all in this year, but um, I don't know. They have he has to hopefully Brandon Pridham is going to really have to do his job or his work there, too, uh, which he has done very well to this point. Um, But I guess if we can get rid of Nick Ritchie. Um, which according to the reports on the weekend that he is people like other teams have expressed interest in him, but, um, again, they're going to want a sweetener with him. They're not just going to want Nick Ritchie, obviously with the way he didn't, uh, he didn't pan out and there's still another year left on his salary. So I don't know. That's, uh, that's my spiel on the, on the salary cap. But what was your bad? One last thing about the Toffoli thing. I think part of the reason why he got such a big haul is because he's still got a lot of term. So I suppose that's, that's worth a lot. So, but anyway, so 
My bad is interesting because my good was John Tavares, but my bad is Willie Nylander. Now you might say, how could that be? Because their stats are pretty much the same. Except for the one thing, yeah. William Nylander doesn't uh, take faceoffs, although he did take one and he did win that one. But if it's just based on the eye test, I just looked at who am I noticing and who am I not? And the person I'm not noticing out there more times than not is Nylander. He's just really cooled off and we need him to basically go on another stretch uh, another streak. He looks, when I see him after plays that don't work and stuff, he's looking a little annoyed, you know, frustrated. Uh, yes. So yeah. I think yeah. he kind of has to get his head straight. And I think he's just squeezing the stick a little too much and he's just not getting into the plays like he was earlier on. Yeah, it's like we we mentioned him like he's been our good a yeah. few times, I guess, this season, uh, most of the time anyways. And uh, and it's like we said, he does tend to go, at least this year hasn't been up and down so much mm. for him, like too many times, thankfully. Um, but he, he does go into these little spirals once in a while. But he's he's a minus nine yeah. right now, which is no. not good. And um, what what... It was interesting what Sheldon Keefe said. Actually, I read he uh, he said like that line and Willie in particular, too. They need to have extended ozone time. They need to get more time in mm -hmm. the ozone to um, to do their stuff, basically. Right. Like to and Willie can do that. He just needs to he needs to hang on to the puck a little bit more, I think. And a couple of times he shot the puck wide, too, which a lot of uh, that's one thing I have to say. Our defense has to take some target practice or something because the amount of shots that we had on against Vancouver was unbelievable from the blue line. And I think more more than usual anyways. And they were always mm -hmm. wide, all the shots. Right. Um, so, yeah. So he's been getting the opportunities, but um, I think personally against Vancouver, too, he should have had that penalty shot at least. Oh, yeah. That true. One play <laughs> where he was going in alone. But um, yeah. So I don't know. He'll he'll be OK. He's he seems to be a little bit different this year. Different. Yeah. Really, I, so I, I don't think to... that he's not, you know, he's not free willy like he was before. <laughs> he's gotten <laughs> yeah. a bit more of a yeah, mission, yeah. but maybe, yeah. maybe that's what's kind of eating at him because he's like squeezing it a little too hard right now. So, yeah. And I do think, and I mentioned this on Twitter, uh, we mentioned it on Twitter on Saturday by putting Mikheyev up there mm -hmm. with them. I think not that Kerfoot's playing bad because he's not, but he's just a different type of player. And um, I just think Mikheyev, I don't know, he's hungry this right. year too. Uh, he, he, within like obviously it's his contract year to being a ufa so if we can just use him for what what we have um with him and put yeah, him up i agree there. that's actually and a really good suggestion i hope keith listens keith, to you Keith did do that yeah he did do that a little bit against yeah. vancouver just towards the end but i don't know i don't know if he'll do that the whole well, game we'll see what happens but, tonight um, anyhow yeah yeah so yeah so we don't have an ugly no. even though we did mention we don't want to harp too much on mm -hmm. Justin Hall. <laughs> and um, Yeah, but anyways, going back to Willie, has been a couple of shows now that he hasn't been on our highlight reel either. So we need him back to form so that like like the way he was in early January so he can get on our highlight reel. But let's just see who made our highlight reel. Let's roll it. All righty. So in the third spot, we have sticking up for each other. So Wayne Simmons and Morgan Riley are getting a shout out. 
They both really stood up with some fisticuffs, and oddly enough, they both were stepping up for Andre Kasha, which... Uh, yeah. interestingly, you know, I think we said this earlier on that he, he is a little bit of a reckless player and he gets himself into trouble. And, uh, I think some, a lot of other people are starting to notice this now, but I, I think I kind of noticed it earlier on, but yeah, so he's getting, uh, some protection and he even, you know, gave, uh, Simmer a shout out for, for that saying that made him feel really good and he really appreciated it. So. He was going on on and on about yeah, no. how appreciative he was about that. Yeah, yeah. Kasha, he definitely needs... I mean, I'm happy he was yes. okay um, after that, but he definitely needs to learn to pick his spots mm-hmm. better. I don't know. Yeah, he is reckless. But um, no, it's nice to see them stand up for each other. I thought... Uh, I did think that hit on uh, Kasha. I, f- I forget what the guy's name is on Calgary, but I thought it was questionable, but he was kind Kasha kind of put himself in a vul- vulnerable spot. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, um, it's nice to see them doing that. I don't think like they haven't really done that years previous. No. I haven't seen, they kind of just walked away from that, even if they thought it was wrong or right. Um, so yeah, it's nice. Although I don't, I don't really like Morgan Riley doing that, but no, um, not necessarily, but you know, that <laughs> does show something if even he's willing to do it, you know, then other guys will be like, Oh, yes. wait, I'm sure if we don't like that, he's doing it. Other people in the room are going, wait, Riles should not be doing that. So yeah. that maybe yeah. somebody else will step up also, you know? So anyway, that's right. All right. So moving on to number two is Austin Matthews. It's a very scary moment for Matthews versus Carolina. We haven't really talked. We haven't talked about uh, Freddie's return there, but there was no fans in the building. So, but, um, so not much there, but he, uh, we ended up winning the game. So that's the main thing, but thankfully AM 34 was okay. Uh, now as of Monday, he has 32 goals and, um, and he has got to that mark in each of his last six seasons. So that's totally incredible. Um, of his first six seasons in the league, uh, only two players in franchise hi- history have recorded more consecutive 30 goal seasons. That's Daryl Sittler has eight and Rick Vive has uh, seven. So he's headed in that direction to join those, those mm-hmm. two. Um, but yeah, he, he looks like he's on a mission in my opinion. Um, and he's definitely in the heart. He should be in the heart trophy. Just going to say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, some there are rumblings in the media a little bit that that topic has come up in the last week or so, and I think that should be continuing because yeah, he he's just he's on a mission, and and it's incredible that like he's he's only one behind for the Rocket Richard. I know, now. and he's like, like totally he's caught up to those up. guys after being out for yeah. quite a while at the beginning of the season and taking a little yeah. bit of time to kind of get back into game pace. So, yeah, it's uh, pretty incredible what he's doing. But, you know, are we surprised? Probably not. Uh, It's always exciting to watch, though, for sure. So speaking of another exciting player, in the number one spot, we have Mitch Marner. So he was on an eight-game goal streak, which unfortunately ended versus Calgary. But he's been 
uh, a point machine with 10 points in his last five games. And he was named the NHL second star for the first week of February, which is amazing. And he is back to being Magic Mitch. I think we can all agree. Uh, the stuff he's doing on the ice is it's incredible to watch. And um, I just love that he is now the threat to score that I think everyone knew he could be. And that has definitely added to the team's game for sure, because it's it's basically opening things up for other players when he can do that, but he can also dish. Yeah, so yeah, he's basically, I think he's, he's just shooting at every opportunity, like as long as it looks like a good opportunity to do that um, and is going in for him. So that's, that's great. He has that confidence. And um, it was funny. He was, because... Uh, I, I tend to agree with him. He was like saying nobody really, I, I forget when it was, I think it was the beginning of last week. He was saying nobody really gives him a lot of credit, I guess, like, or like to actually talk about him. The fact that he was the uh, NHL second star of the week, um, that's a pretty big accomplishment mm-hmm. to to do that. And then it was funny though, because he said that and then, and then the media started talking to Kerfoot. He's like, I don't know, maybe I'm not really noticed either. He said, <laughs> Right, which is true. Kurt Kerfoot, uh, he we don't really talk about him much, although we we have mentioned him on our as a good on our uh, on our last segment, but um, before. But I just found it funny how yeah, yeah. I think Kerfoot is a little bit more in the background than yeah. He's than he's Mitch, a utility but, um, guy. He's a super yeah. important player on the team, like for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not, but, uh, you know, Mitch is in a different yes, category. <laughs> just, he's just not going to be yeah. doing the flashy stuff, but he plays a really important support role. So if there was like a best supporting player, uh, um, award given, you know, maybe he would be in the running for that. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, hope Marner continues, just keeps, keeps going basically. And we need him obviously doing that. Absolutely. So we definitely, like you said, (laughs) we definitely need Marner and Matthews to continue their great play. If we have the, any hopes of catching Florida or Tampa for first in the Atlantic, which of course we would love to have that spot because it would probably definitely help us. So we're now going to move on to the third period and we're going to talk about a team that is at the other end of the Atlantic division and sitting at the bottom of the NHL standings. Boo-hoo. Yes. Oh, boo-hoo. Yes. Yeah. So my third period topic. Yes. The Habs are in last place and in the league. (laughs) We should have some big, we're going to put some big I don't know, like uh, sparklers and everything in the, in the podcast, but just for that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, anyways, they've actually, their last place in the NHL, they've lost eight games in a row now. Yeah, even since Woo-hoo. the coaching change. Yeah. Yeah. And we've, and they only have eight wins all season. I could not believe that they're still in single digits and for wins all season. How do you do that? I mean, I uh, the, I the 18-wheeler that went off the cliffs for the Leafs, you know, how big a deal was that? And th- th- this is like even... The fact that they went to the Stanley Cup yeah, final. this is yeah. even bigger and cliff. Doing this, like, yeah. they just were like, you know, yeah. I don't know how many more meters higher above sea level. But... Um, yeah, the only other team... Actually, we were, there was an interesting... Um, thing that they mentioned to do with the fact that they the last team that let's say won this they won the Stanley Cup in this case was Carolina I guess the last team that went 
to last place in like the mm-hmm. following season after their cup run, they went to last place then and and the Habs basically, I mean, they didn't win the cup, thankfully. And now they're in last place, I guess, after going to a cup final though. And but they said what was the I guess a link between the two that's similar? They both beat the Leafs in in their <laughs> so we're basically so, we're shoving it to them the following year so, because they beat us so in the, the playoffs ghosts, the previous let me get year. Let So the ghosts of the Leafs <laughs> won't let the Leafs win, but then the ghosts of the right. Leafs will also not let the team that beat them win. That's an interesting that's right. way uh uh, the, yeah, exactly. the hockey ghosts work. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. So, and one other thing I'd like to note that uh, on our Habs, because I don't want to go on too long about them because we we don't like them, um, is that they're now paying three coaches. They're still paying Claude Julien. Uh, he has one more year. They're playing Dominic Ducharme, who just got mm-hmm. the deal last last season, and then Martin Saint Louis is their new head coach. So, yeah. well, that's um, that's yeah. interesting, actually, and good for them that that doesn't count against the cap because <laughs> that would could be a problem. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I find that's it true. interesting, yeah. and, and I wonder a- if if. Uh, yeah. The reason that they're, I wonder how much Shea Weber actually played in them actually just, I I wonder how much it was his will to get that far and he's not there this year. And I wonder if that is, has had more of an impact um, on their dressing room than maybe they realized it would. And Carrie Price also. Oh yeah, for sure. No. You know, and those Carrie two Price, guys yeah, are all about- basically, we're the drivers. Yeah. And those two guys have not yeah, been. No, there, it's all about Carrie right? Price. Yeah. So. Yeah, and um, yeah, but on a one more comment for my third period uh, discussion, I just want to make a quick comment about related Team Canada, the women's Olympic hockey. On a positive, um, Laura Stacy is a forward on the team, and she has a Leaf connection that I found out about. Found out about um, her great grandfather is former Leaf great and Hockey Hall of Famer King Clancy. And she wears number seven in his honor. He wore number seven. So that was that was something cool that I thought that uh, there's the leaf connection there. And a reminder to our listeners, the gold medal game. Uh, it's Canada and the U.S. Um, for Olympic women's hockey gold. It's on uh, February 16th. And it's a late one, 11 o'clock or 11.10. Yes. Yeah. So on Wednesday night. It's going to be a tough one. So get your coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get your coffee going or whatever keeps you awake. All right. All right. And what's your what's your third period discussion? So here? my third period discussion is about the goalie controversy that is brewing in Leafland once more. Um <laughs> I I don't know. I don't understand. Like I and maybe it's even I don't know if it's more of a controversy or less of a controversy that Mrazic let in as many as he did on on um against Calgary, but um oh no, Vancouver. No, that was that was Campbell. Was Vancouver, Vancouver. Yeah. yeah, he. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, anyway, it's I don't know. I think both of the both of them are kind of struggling right now, and it's it's going to be. Uh, I think this is actually could be a good thing. Uh, not that they're letting in goals; that's obviously not good. But I think now Keith has the opportunity to go to the hot hand gets the net. And we're going to need to do that going forward when um, we've, we're in the, the thick of it in the schedule. 
and they're just going to be have, having to really go to the tandem. So this is basically making that tandem that they foresaw at the beginning of the season when they signed Mrazek uh, possible. And yeah. uh, hopefully both of them uh, in that time will get their games together. Yeah, well, like you said, it's it's a tandem, right? So there really is 100%. no 100%. I'm like, I, where's I the know, controversy? I don't know why everybody is, is everybody saying boo-hoo for Jack Campbell mm-hmm. sort of thing, right? Like, because, like, everybody loves Jack, and yes, we love Jack, but, I mean, it's supposed to be a tandem. So Mrazek went in on Saturday, and, I mean, he... He got his game together towards the mm-hmm. end there, but we were all over Vancouver. I know. We got Demcoed, as they said. and But Mrazek on that, I think it was the first and the third goals, like he led through, led out some juicy rebounds, mm-hmm. which he needs to be. He, he wasn't in the other previous games that he won. So, um, so that's something he needs to work on. Jack Campbell's going back in tonight versus mm-hmm. Seattle. And we should, it should be guaranteed win night, hopefully. And hopefully he can just get some confidence and, uh, and then he would go in again, um, versus Pittsburgh, probably, because I would think that he would, I mean, there's quite, I guess there's Tuesday and Wednesday off, um, before the game on, on Thursday versus Pittsburgh. So I would think Jack would get that start as well. But it is a tandem. So there's really no controversy. And, I mean, we got goalie on both mm-hmm. cases. Mind you, I have to say, I do wish that it would be us in a way that does the goalie <laughs> situation, yeah. like to be reversed exactly. soon, I'm hoping. Well, um, whether it be Campbell It's or not Murray. just the goalies, too. It's like, again, like the, the team has to be ready to start and ready to defend from the get-go because yes. we've had got be gotten behind the eight ball really early. In a few of those games where we let in the really early goal, really quick off the hop. That's not good. Yeah. So um, they all need to have their head in the game really early on. (laughs) Not just the goalies. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely one of our goalies needs to needs to take the reins because the Leafs have a busy upcoming schedule. So let's just go through that a little bit. Basically, every other night, the Leafs are going to be playing starting with the game versus Pittsburgh on Thursday. So, you know, we've been lamenting the spotty schedule. Well, now we're going to have hockey every night. So or every other night. So that's going to be very, very welcome for us fans who love watching the game. So we have a back to back on the road playing the lowly Habs on February 21st, and then Columbus Blue Jackets on the 22nd. Yeah, and um, and then also uh, we're going to be playing a team that we haven't seen this season, the Capitals. That's going to be something on February 28th. And it's pretty even schedule in terms of the competition we have to face, three games versus uh, opponents that are lower in the standings than us, and then four games where the opponents are closer to the same number of points as us. So it's um, yeah, seven games in the next two weeks is going to be busy. And um, I don't know, I'm I, I'm hoping like that game versus the Habs on the 21st, it's in Montreal, and um, they've just acquired that Hamburglar guy, the the... For, that former senator, I guess, where they, I forget, Andrew yes. Hammond, I think yes. is his name. Yeah. And I just hope that he just does not decide to have like some miraculous performance on, on that night. Uh, yeah. Um, hopefully not. Because he's, 
with this whole hamburglar right. crap thing or whatever. But um, yeah, no, it's similar to what you were saying in the, in the previous segment in the third period. Like we need the team like to start on time and just, um, yeah. And then just get our, and get this goalie situation sorted out a little bit, hopefully uh, to have one of them take the reins for a little bit. And obviously on a back to back, you're going to put, you're going to split that between the two. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, that's what I'm looking for from them. So, um, I don't know. Are you looking, you're probably looking for the same, yeah, right? <laughs> uh, I can't really think of, of anything else. Um, specifically, I, I, it's yeah. going to be interesting to see a showdown with, uh, um, OV versus AM 34 in that game, I think. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. You know, too. given yeah. that, uh, Vetchkin is, is having a season two. So, um, and yeah, it's unbelievable yeah. too what he's doing. So that's and, I'm looking uh, forward to that. Going after Gretzky's goal yep. record after if gonna take him a couple more seasons at least to do that. <laughs> but it's <laughs> quite incredible to see what he's still able to do. And I, I think part of that comes from like he definitely still has uh such joy in playing. And that is a bit yeah. never ever wavered with him. Like I, it's, I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe there was a few seasons there. Um, I can't remember who their coach was where he was kind of being put in a more defensive role. Maybe he wasn't as happy then. <laughs> but um, once uh, Trots came oh, in yeah, and things was, turned uh, around, then yes, yeah. Then uh, you know, since then he's pretty much been his old self. So, um, yeah. yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. All right. So before we go, uh, we want to give a shout out to our listeners in the U.S. For for Woo-hoo, our last episode yes. uh, released February 2nd, the number of U.S. listeners um, that we had was the highest we have ever had this season. So we thank you so much for listening. And it's just proof that Leafs Nation is everywhere. And and um, yes. we are we thank you so much for for supporting us and listening. Yeah, thank you. And and. If any of you want to send us a, a note, just to say how you found out about the show. Um, you can DM us on social media. Um, and a reminder just to check out our new website. Um, we have the interview there uh, that we did as guests of Hockey Time Machine. Uh, shout out to them as well. And of course, uh, you can listen to our show with all of our episodes available on our website. Um, we're working to add content. So keep, uh, keep checking the website for that. And also a reminder again, to leave us a review and to let us know what you think of the show. It's easy to do on Apple and Spotify, and it's important for our show to get even more exposure. And we very much thank you for taking the time to do that. Yes, five-star reviews. Yes, five-star. <laughs> and don't forget to check out our Kofi page. It's uh, Kofi, it's ko-fi.com slash LTL1917. And please consider buying us a coffee. Uh, as always, we want to thank our healthcare workers for everything that they do. Um, the the uh, in Ontario, anyways, the what do they call it? The restrictions are lifting slowly but surely, so we're getting slowly back to normal. But in the meantime, our healthcare workers are the backbone, and we thank them. We thank you for listening and subscribing to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite app. And you can also find us on YouTube and Facebook podcast. So as always, stay safe and well, everybody. And go Leafs, go! Go Leafs, go!
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.